now I do it on foot. All my friends are in here. This is not your average financial clubhouse. Episode 141, Budget Your Savings and a Bank on Yourself Portfolio. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Okay, I've got someone very special with me for our episode today, and I'm in a very special place, the Not Your Average Financial Clubhouse, which is found neatly in my beautiful little girl's little playroom, and I'd love to introduce my little girl to you all. Her name is Evie Willis. What's your name? Evie. And how old are you? Four. And you're my beautiful special daughter. And I have some very important questions about money for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here's my question. Where does money come from? Hmm. Tanks. Tanks? Mm -hmm. What kind of tanks? Tell me more. Hmm. They come from money tanks because they're speakable. Okay, great. And what is a budget? A budget is one... That disappears and comes. comes. A budget is something that disappears and comes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that feeling. I think a lot of people don't know where budgets go away and then they come back again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why is it important to save money? Mm. So you don't lose it. Okay. Yeah. So you don't lose it. That's important. What sort of things can money do? Hmm. It could jump and get out of there. When, when I throw it. Yeah, sometimes the, the money runs away, huh? It jumps and runs out of there when you throw it. All right, say have a great day. Have a good day. And the proud owner of that beautiful little voice is none other than my gorgeous little girl, Evie. And I can guarantee you guys, she will be the coolest and most esteemed guest on this podcast you will ever hear. That is a guarantee. And no doubt she brought some wisdom. Uh, And related to the topic of money and budgeting, there is nothing more true than the heart and soul of a little kiddo. Uh, But you know what? Budgeting is something, no matter what your age, uh, that's important. I don't care if you've got a negative net worth of $10 or, or worth tens of millions of dollars on the other side. Budgeting is a huge, important piece to helping you find peace Uh, and making sure that you're on a realistic pace for what you want to do at various stages in life, whether it's retirement or anything else uh, in your life, kids' college, um, preparing for uh, the sale of a business, whatever it might be, adding and growing toward your financial future is is really the, the name of the game. There's really no more core project than that. So, and I know many of you listening are already happy warriors in the bank on yourself revolution. You've already started your bank on yourself policies and you've been packing away money into these policies for months or even years now. And you've been packing away money into the policies uh, with 
you know, substantial cash accumulation at this point inside policies that you own. And so way to go on that. And it feels good maybe to sit on that much cash, knowing that you've got a chance to protect yourself from, you know, uh, global emergencies or personal emergencies, as well as preparing for exciting opportunities. However, there is a danger with simply opening up a policy or even a portfolio of policies. There's a danger there. In fact, you might unknowingly be in danger even if you've got several hundred thousand dollars or even several million dollars in cash value. So what am I talking about, you say? I thought this money and these policies were safe from market risks and unnecessary taxation. Yeah, yeah, yes, no doubt. I want to allay your fears. Yes, they certainly are. However, these policies are still at risk to one crucial part of the world economy. And the, and the danger is you and me too. Yeah, that's right. You might be the biggest danger your policy will ever face. I mean this very honestly, very seriously. All of that money stored up in your policies, if it's not properly managed, could be spent on a diamond-studded yacht or vaporized maybe due to an unnecessary luxury trip to the Bahamas in a private jet with these Bengal tigers in the back. I mean, to be honest, I'm not even sure how you get tigers on an airplane, uh, right? So, you know, that's the biggest problem. That All this cash might be the most liquid money you've ever had at your fingertips. And while many of our clients say that, you know, the five to seven days, the five to seven business days it takes to get money out of a policy in the form of a policy loan can help cool some of your most urgent uh, needs to buy unnecessary things. And, you know, if you spend your policy's money on inappropriate purchases, you might be stealing from the key things that you needed that money to do for you. That's right. I'm talking about the risk of not naming or budgeting your dollars in your policy. So I want to dive into that for a minute. And yeah, there are three personalities of policyholders uh, that I've noticed working with folks over the years. The first personality is someone who just, you know, doesn't use the cash value as a financial management tool. They just don't see it. Uh, it's sort of like this blob of money out there. It's kind of just indistinguishable to them. Maybe they feel like it's in some way a black hole. It's really not going anywhere. They're just burying their money somewhere. And they'll call or they'll email and they say, Mark, remind me, what's the point of this? Why should I be doing this? I, I never touch the money. And then that, there's a second personality out there that seems to spend the money over and over and over again in their minds and then unfortunately spend it uh, in the world too before they realize what they've done. You know, they might have a, a commitment to buying that really nice car or that nice vacation. And then two months later, they say, oh yeah, we, we need to pay our taxes. Our property taxes are due. Or maybe they also remember, oh, I do need to buy this car, but wait a minute, kids' college tuition is coming due this September. And so they, they spend that money multiple times in their mind, and then they go to get the cash out of the policy. When they go to look for it, unfortunately, they spent it already. And so they rev that engine really hard. And, and honestly, they're at, at risk of lapsing the policy. If you take loans and don't have any plan to pay it back, or, or take all the money out uh, without any plan to pay it back, you could lapse the policy. And then that that is a danger. And then the third personality is someone who understands their policy cash value, their loan value, and understands their big purchases that they need to make. Uh, and more importantly, they put and budget their policy's cash value alongside their checking account. So that is the personality I'd like to guide us all towards, if we can. Even a step toward that would provide, I think, a lot more resolve and security and to, again, just 
keep that last danger uh, off your cash value. Uh, so again, if you're not specifically budgeting cash values in your policy, you could you could run the the same risk that my wife and I ran into years ago. So I'll tell you this quick story. We we watched our cash values climbing in the first few years, and every month the cash value was a little bit larger. And in the early years, we really didn't take much time, much effort at naming the dollars. We were not giving our cash value dollars a job. We weren't using our policy to embrace our true expenses. That's rule number one and rule number two of budgeting. Go back to episode 139 to hear more about that. And it was just sort of this unnamed massive money sitting in our policies. We'd log in, we'd see the account values climbing, and we got to a point where we were having discussions with each other on what we'd want to spend the money on. And, you know, we'd, we'd say, hey, here, here we go. We've got enough money in there to buy a nice new car. But we forgot that we wanted to invest in our business or, for example, pay our next year's taxes due. So we'd open up this policy for, uh, let's say, business opportunities, and we forgot about to save and keep money aside for our emergency fund. And so, guys, it really wasn't until we started using the four rules of budgeting for our policies that everything really began to click. And now we know with absolute certainty exactly what every dollar in our policies are there to do for us. And what's ironic here is my wife and I were doing a pretty good job of, of our monthly budgeting, our monthly cash flow in our checking account. We were following the four rules of budgeting with our checking and monthly bills, like groceries and, and more. But it was, it was not, I guess, translated over to our savings. Our, our policies themselves were not really doing, we weren't doing the same job with our policy cash values. So this is really the key idea of our episode. Now I realize that how crucially important it is to follow the same four rules when it comes to not just our current money in our checking account for groceries and more, but for our future money as well. So the, again, the key idea is make sure you follow those four rules that we lay out in detail in episode 139 uh, to not just follow today's money, but to track and budget your future money too. That's, that's the key idea. Now, it's a nice idea, but how do you actually do that? This episode is going to be a fairly tactical episode with me. So, so guys, hang on with me. We're going to go into some ideas here of how you could do this. It is a lot like learning how to drive. It can be complex sounding at first, you know, just like figuring out how to drive is sort of um, wooden and, and complex at the beginning. And it does take some time to master, but then it becomes extremely simple uh, over time. Very simply put. So the very first step in budgeting your future money inside your cash value is to recognize those cash value dollars are dollars that can be a part of the solution to your life's goals, objectives, and challenges. Many people see their cash value as somehow not real, sort of like their 401k money, just some sort of black box out there. So I meet people, sometimes even my own clients who have this have policies with significant cash, but they're saving in their savings accounts, their normal boring savings accounts for projects like their home remodeling or saving up to pay cash for all of their debts. Maybe they've ignored their cash value as a part of their overall wealth profile. So truly to view your cash value as part of your overall financial life, these dollars are some monies that I guess we need to recognize that you have access to inside your policy for all of your life's needs. Every insurance company that I work with has an online portal, a website where you can log into your account and see your policy's cash value. I personally log in about every other month or so 
uh, and I'd recommend doing the same uh, for your policies and your online portal. It literally takes you maybe two minutes to log in and note your cash value and what you can borrow. You really don't have to stress about checking the value every day. It does not bounce around with the markets. It's just sort of fun to check in on regular occasion, and it's fun to watch the money grow over time, which is just what we we really need right now in today's economic environment. So that's the first piece. After making that recognition that that money is available for your budgeting, that's the first step is to just recognize that the money is available. The next step is to track it. Track your wealth and implement a system that you feel comfortable keeping. Honestly, it does not matter how you track it at the end of the day, as long as it works and you stick to it. Now, you can track it any way you want to. It could be on a legal pad inside a private wealth journal. It could be on a dry erase board on your refrigerator. You know, in fact, that's a pretty cool idea because, you know, it's in front of you regularly. Your goals would be in front of you regularly to make sure you're on track to meeting your financial goals. But I'm going to recommend either using some sort of budgeting software like YNAB, uh, You Need a Budget or YNAB, or our customized Bank on Yourself budgeting tool that we've created just for this purpose. I created this tool because I realized that, you know, there was no software out there that could really help our clients do exactly what we wanted our policy cash value to do. You know, there was no software that perfectly did this. You could probably jerry-rig YNAB or Quicken or any of the others. And I just realized how important it was to give our clients tools and resources that can help them and you grow and manage your policy values for all of your life's needs. If you want to get a copy of this tool, if you're not yet a client, simply contact us for a free 15-minute meeting by going to our website and selecting the button that says Request a Meeting. Select an intro, uh, introductory phone appointment for 15 minutes, and in the notes of your appointment, please write the words, Bank on Yourself Budgeting Tool. Please realize that this spreadsheet is still being developed. I am still designing it in beta format. Uh, so this, the only fee to using this tool is to help us improve it. Give us your feedback on what we could do to make this uh, budgeting tool even more intuitive. Okay, great. So now that we've got the recognition that the budget is available, and that we've got a system to track that budget. Now let's actually talk about the four rules of budgeting and how they apply to the bank on yourself type whole life policies. Okay, so very quickly, the four rules are, number one, give every dollar a job. Rule two, embrace your true expenses. Rule three, roll with the punches. And rule four, age your money. Now, if you haven't already done this, go back and listen to episode 139 to learn more about the four rules of budgeting. So, number one, rule number one, give every dollar a job. Every month or every couple of months, you simply log into your life insurance company's online portal. You take a quick look at the account balances. There's going to be a couple values, dollar signs that you see when you log in. There might be several bits of information on there. We recommend tracking exactly one number for budgeting purposes. The only number that you have to pay attention to when you log into the web is the available loan value. So for budgeting purposes, the available loan value is the number you'll want to put into your budget. The available loan value is the money that you can borrow out right now, today, if you need it for any reason. So those available loan dollars are the dollars that we need to give a job. Rule number one is give every dollar a job. 
So those available loan values are going to be roughly 90% of your total cash value. And guys, as a reminder, you can withdraw 100% of your cash value at any time. But if you're using the policy like a financial management tool for your entire life, I'm not going to recommend withdrawing money out of the policy to pay cash for purchases like real estate or a car, that sort of thing. Instead, borrowing and paying back policy loans are really the best way to do it. That's why I'm recommending that we track and budget your available loan value. So when you're doing this with any sort of software, that available loan value number is going to be your account starting balance. Whether you're using our budgeting tool or some other software, that available loan value is going to be right at the top of your page of your spreadsheet tool. And now that we've got our total dollar amount, our labor force, let's put them to work. Let's give every dollar a job. Now, some folks might also choose to track other balances, like their loan balance, their death benefit, their cash value. You can do this, but don't put it in your budget. It's supposed to go somewhere else if you're going to track it somewhere. Now, the process of giving every dollar a job in your policy is relatively straightforward. But again, it's, it's really not, it's not simple, but it is straightforward. Why? Because it's a conversation. Budgeting is always a conversation about priorities. So while it is straightforward, it's not always uh, clear what your priorities should be. That's why I recommend sitting down with someone you trust. Most often this might be your spouse or a close friend. And every couple of months, determine what you want your money to do for you. I'm very honored to do this with a lot of our clients. They'll say, hey, Mark, I got $70,000 in cash value. What does this money need to do right now? And we'll have that conversation as a part of our six-month reviews that we have with our clients every year. Now, your account value will grow every year. You had 70 grand last time we talked. Now you got $91,000. Wow, awesome, great work. Let's put that money to, uh, to work as well. So every time you look at your account value, your available loan value, it'll be a new number and you'll have more money to work with. Also, everybody will have different numbers. So I wanna use kind of an example of how you can give every uh, available loan value dollar a job. Let's say you notice that every month, due to your premiums, you notice a trend that your available loan value is going up by about 1100 bucks a month. Maybe you're paying premiums monthly and your available loan value, uh, as you look at it over the last few months, increases by $1,100, give or take. Okay, maybe you want to set aside a certain amount of money each month for your kid's future college expense. And you and your spouse calculate that you're going to need to set aside $500 every month to help your kid go to college. Okay. So to make sure that every time you sit down to do your budget for your bank on yourself type policies, make sure that you set aside $500 and give that $500 the job of nothing more than waiting around for your kid to get to college at age, age 18. So out of your $1,100 a month and this month's increase, of your available loan value, roughly 500 bucks is going to be titled college and the remaining $600 can go to all your other projects and goals. Okay. It's that simple. It's just a conversation about priorities. Let's take another quick example here. Maybe you need a new car in the next year and maybe you've had your policy for a little while already, a year or so. And let's say, you know, this is your first time to try budgeting your cash value and you open up your account value and the available loan value online is $25,000. Well, hey, the car you wanted to buy is exactly 25,000 bucks. So way to go. You could technically take a loan and buy that car this afternoon, you know, or within the next five to seven days. Now, 
you also remember in your budgeting discussion with your spouse that you wanted to also make sure that you kept about $10,000 in an emergency fund. And you wanted to keep it in your policy rather than a plain old-fashioned uh, checking account or savings account for your big emergency fund. So that means we'd have to allocate $10,000 for an emergency fund, and you'd only have $15,000 of your available loan value left to buy that car. So this means you'll either have to buy a slightly used car for 15,000 bucks or put away about 800 bucks a month for the next year to get up to 25 grand in the car category in your budget. It's that simple. Every person's going to have different priorities and of course every person's going to have a different available loan value. But this gives you the idea. Don't stop budgeting until every last dollar in your available loan value has a job. So that's rule number one. Rule number two is to embrace your true expenses. Now, with the policy, this is a great spot to keep weird, irregular expenses. Many of our clients, many people cycle their annual property taxes through their policy as one example. Those annual expenses to a policy typically means you'll take a loan once a year and then repay that loan in time to have the money available again for next year's purchase. So when you repay a loan, the $1 you repay on your policy loan actually does two things. Number one, it reduces your loan balance, of course. And number two, it also increases your available loan value. The more you pay down on your loan, the more is available to borrow out again. So a lot of people ask me, well, Mark, do I have to pay a loan all the way off before I can get another loan out? And the answer is no. You can you know, pay a loan down halfway and then take another loan out, it's all considered one loan balance to the insurance company. Now, while it's important to keep an eye on your loan balance for the health of your policy, for budgeting purposes, it's more important to budget your available loan value. So again, let me kind of give an example to show how rule number two works here. Okay, so let's say your property taxes are $12,000 a year, and you've decided that you want to cycle that annual property tax payment in and out of your policy so you can get the power of the bank on yourself uninterrupted growth on your annual tax bill. Super nice. That's awesome. So to do this, first of all, of course, you'd need to have at least $12,000 in your available loan value named as property taxes. That's the dollars that you've given the job of paying your property taxes. Back to rule number one. Now, when those property taxes are due, Simply take a policy loan to pay your property tax, and that's it. You're done. You're done with the property tax bill, but you're not done with the loan on the policy. Don't forget, you're also going to want to budget roughly a thousand bucks a month over the next 12 months in your available loan value over the next year. And likely that means you're going to need to set up a policy loan repayment for $1,000 each month. So you'll want to set up a loan repayment of $1,000 a month to the life insurance policy loan. And don't forget to do this when you take your loan out for your 12 grand. Otherwise, next year, you won't have 12,000 bucks for next year's property taxes. Again, that $1,000 will pay down your policy loan completely. And simultaneously, it's gonna re-up your available loan value each and every month by 1,000 bucks. These adjustments of lowering your loan balance and calculating the increase of the available loan value is all happening automatically over at the insurance company. You do not have to worry about keeping up with all this. The only thing you really have to keep your eye on in terms of budgeting is what is my available loan value today 
when I log into the insurance company's website and what do I need that money to do for me right now? That's the key question to keep returning to. And in your case, in this example, 1000 bucks a month needs to just sit there and wait and look pretty for next year's property taxes. Do not, whatever you do, do not spend that money on that trip to Vegas. Okay, other true expenses might be your health insurance deductible, a major regular business equipment expense, for example, like a tractor or large um, you know, copying machines or whatever else. Maybe you want to save up for, for example, a down payment on a new rental property every three years. You want to buy, fix, and flip. Maybe that's your uh, investment vehicle is uh, rental properties. We'll use the policy for a down payment on each of those rentals or those fix and flips. Again, it's all about priorities. By saving your true expenses inside a policy rather than a boring checking account, you're going to be getting a better yield on your checking uh, than what your checking account could give you. Since the life insurance death benefit proceeds are also tacked on, that's another bonus. There's also, of course, the tax advantages of life insurance and, of course, more control over your money. More importantly, when you borrow from your policy and pay for your regular expenses, you're going to be getting uninterrupted growth because the policy continues to grow as if you did not borrow against the policy. That's awesome. That is so huge. Okay, quick side note, there are some true expenses that I still recommend you keep in your regular checking account, you know, so really break these true expenses between the checking account and your bank on yourself policy. If it's a small, regular expense, um, for example, anything smaller than what you might need to save for six months, I would recommend just keeping that in your checking account. Okay, so like if you've got a quarterly auto insurance premium, just pay pay for that out of your checking account. Don't bother with the policy loan in that case. Our rule of thumb is that anything that might take six months or more for you to save for, use a policy loan rather than a checking account. And if you want, go back to episode 54, uh, which is sort of our reasoning and rationale for why we recommend six months. Okay, rule number three, roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. That's rule number three for budgeting your bank on yourself cash value. Now, guys, here's here's the graceful thing about budgeting your policy cash value. It's so easy because when your your budgeting is going to be moving at a much more leisurely pace when you're talking about cash value than when we're talking about the budgeting needs of your checking account, which has daily transactions. Right? You're going to the grocery store. You're going to you're spending money online. You've got your Netflix bill. All that stuff is coming and going, and that makes the budgeting of your checking account a lot more complicated. Your policy's available loan value might only be accessed two or three times a year through policy loans. And this may mean, also might mean, that you have fewer times to really sit down with your spouse and manage that budget conversation. It's a lot more leisurely. Uh, However, it is very likely that over the course of a year, your priorities might change. You know, you might decide that you want to drive your old car a little bit longer because you found that perfect house and you want to put a down payment on it. Or it might mean opening up your bank on yourself budget and draining that car replacement category and moving funds into the down payment category to buy that house, right? So that's what we call rolling with the punches. Remember, just because you made a decision about your available loan value last month or six months ago does not mean you're locked in, that you cannot change things today. No. The key is to keep your budget living and breathing and not stuck behind stained glass. So that's rule number three. Finally, rule number four, age your money. This one's a lot of fun, 
And quite honestly, the uh, You Need a Budget software really shines here. Uh, there's a big number right at the top of their software that tells you exactly how long uh, they calculate. You could live off your money in your policies if you should need to. For example, the uh, age of money number is calculated based on the time between when the income goes into the policy and when that money comes out as a loan. Uh, and that's what they call aging your money. Now, when you're budgeting a normal checking account, YNAB recommends that you uh, age your money, but not too long. They don't want to have all this money plowed into a checking account with years and years and years of uh, dollars in there because you're not really earning any interest on a checking account. However, packing money into a bank on yourself policy is a quite a different story since you can earn literally 500 times as much as a normal savings account is paying these days in a bank on yourself policy. So for many of our clients, they now have three, four, or even more years of money that they could spend inside their policies should they lose their job or have another emergency. So, and that's been very relevant lately with, as of this recording, 30 million people unemployed. So by aging your money inside your cash value, you're getting a higher yield on your money. This is where a lot of people are keeping their their real, their big emergency funds, right? Not their flat tire money, but you know, not their small emergency funds, but their big emergency funds, their, their unemployment funds, for example. So they're not letting that big wad of cash just sit soaking sour in the grain silo of their checking accounts. No, no, they're they're putting it out there and they're reaping a harvest inside their policy through guaranteed accumulation of their cash and policy dividends uh, every year. Now, when you borrow against your policy, even when you're using it to pay for groceries in the midst of a pandemic or an emergency or whatever, your cash value will continue to grow and compound as if you had not touched the money at all. So our ultimate goal over your lifetime is to use the policy loan feature for all the things that you were otherwise going to buy anyway, but just by buying them a better way through the policy loan, rather than paying cash for cars and vacations and, all, and the like. I mean, just the cars and vacations alone could add up to several hundred thousand dollars over your lifetime. Imagine if you just wasted that money by paying cash for all those purchases. Better still to use a policy, right? And you will consistently be aging your money in the policies so that you would have even up to 25 years worth of living, cost of living, inside your policy so you can live on that money, live on that available loan value as a comfortable retirement. In other words, best practices for bank and yourself seem to suggest that all of your policy loans would typically be paid off on or before the day you retire. So you'd have your entire available loan value again to spend as an income stream in your retirement. We found this to be the case with the folks that have already started taking income from their policies after funding them for many years now. And because the policy was used as a source of financing, and they've been plowing their money into their policies over years for all their major purchases, it's allowed them to more quickly build up and age their money over the years. So if you use the YNAB software, you can use the age your money number at the top of their screen uh, and kind of use that as a health check or thermometer to see how you're doing at saving up for your retirement. Now, one final note and reminder, these policies are not meant to be like checking accounts. Really, guys, uh, take that seriously. The loans do take roughly five days to get the money out, so I don't recommend you use these policies like piggy banks or credit cards, you know, where you're taking loans all the time and have no plans to pay them back. 
we really believe that by following the four rules of budgeting combined with the bank on yourself concept, you can truly find financial freedom through simple rules that we've laid out here today. So I've got three takeaways. Number one, if you've never tried budgeting your bank on yourself policy, give our tool a try. If you have a bank on yourself policy, try applying these rules, these four rules to your policies. Give names to the dollars in your policy. Determine what you want that money to do for you right now. And because you've, you've got a policy that's growing on a guaranteed basis, there's always going to be more money in the plan to talk about when it's, uh, when it's time to plan your money, to plan your uh, vacations, to plan your next big purchase. And that's a pretty cool feeling. Okay. Also, if you have loans on your policies, maybe now is a good reminder, a good strategic time to figure out a way to repay those loans in a reasonable period of time. Again, by the time you need that next new car, the next tuition bill, make sure that money is back in that policy. Okay, you get the picture on takeaway number one, budget that policy's cash value. Uh, takeaway number two, if you want to see this in action, I've created a few YouTube videos to demonstrate how this budgeting tool works. So look in the show notes. We've got a walkthrough for our Bank on Yourself budgeting tool. So check that YouTube link out. And finally, try our budgeting tool to show you what you can do with your own money. If you'd like a copy of that tool, you can hop on our calendars by going to nyafinancialpodcast.com, click on Introductory Phone Appointment, and I'd be happy to settle in and talk to you about this tool, show you how it works, and see how it could work with your particular numbers in mind. And that's it for our content today. We've got more fun in store. Uh, but before I wrap up, I want to ask you guys my question of the month to you. I'd love to hear your voice uh, on an upcoming episode. So what concerns you most about your retirement right now? There's been a lot of major changes in the world since January. And who could have thought that we'd all be wearing masks now uh, in May 2020, back when we were you know, celebrating Valentine's Day even. So what concerns you most right now about your retirement and go to our link in the show notes or you can go to speakpipe.com slash nyafp and that's it for today's episode everyone thank you again and thank you to my little daughter evie for being a special guest on our show today thank you guys every one of you for joining me for another episode of not your average financial podcast helping you think different about your money your economy and your future this has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.